Hey, welcome to the Bohemian's Backyard. Thanks for coming back and listening. Alright, so today's main topic for episode 4 is appearances. So before I dive in too deep and forget to say this, I have never agreed with the societal norms regarding on how a person should look. And times are changing, and the younger generation of people like the millennials and Generation Z, they they don't really share very many of the beliefs and values of Generation X and the baby boomers. Um, yeah, they don't share the values and beliefs on how a person should look. I'm not saying that the people in those generations share all the same values and beliefs. And I know for people like my aunt, like, they... She does not match the box at all. She is her own person and everyone is their own person and they have their own beliefs. But it's like a collective thing. Like it's not even close to um, collectively what Gen Z and the millennials beliefs are. Anyways, so the younger generations are more accepting and open to newer choices of styles, types of personalities and gender orientation uh, based on like a study of polls and stuff like that. And something that I kind of feel like I want to talk about just because I don't really have to have a debate with anyone here. So it's kind of nice to know that I don't really need to fight someone with words to help them understand when it's really just a waste of time. Um, the one thing that needs to be cleared up before I go too far into it again is the definition of the word sex versus the definition of the word gender so the definition of the word sex uh the the determining factors are the biological traits that societies use to assign people into the category of either male or female whether it be through a focus on chromosomes uh, stuff or some other physical description it's basically what you're born with that determines your sex Now, gender, uh, the identity is the extent to which one identifies as being either more masculine, more feminine, Uh, and I know it varies from day to day for some people, and sometimes you just don't know, and it's both, and that's cool, it's fine. So, it is evident that many of the older people in their generation are not as comfortable with seeing others breaking the norms of gender roles and of feminine versus masculine styles and i'm not bad i'm definitely not trying to bash anyone here again like i said from the very beginning no beef i do not accept that um someone that has like blazed a trail in terms of style regarding feminine versus masculine styles and just mashes them together and makes it work the first person that comes to mind is harry styles what other man can you think of that can rock a pearl necklace frilly blouses while wearing like high waist pants and penny loafers and make it work like it he looks amazing and think of all the fans that he has and how supportive they are and when that come and okay (laughs) and with that support comes an awareness and more of a um it becomes more normal i guess like 
mixing the masculine with the feminine. That style becomes normal and therefore more accepted. Um, another person that comes to mind is, yes, this is very overrated, but Billie Eilish. Um, she has made a statement by claiming her body for herself and not by feeling the pressure of the media on the topic of what she wears or what she should wear. Um, like, yeah, I think her style's a little weird. But, okay, if if you had the chance, wouldn't you wear, like, baggy Gucci, too, if you had the chance, right? Like, she doesn't let it get to her, like, oh, why can't she wear a dress like a normal person? Like, just because that's not really a thing anymore like I've seen so many fierce looks where women like wear pantsuits or jumpsuits on the red carpet and they kill it or it's just something um that's like a little more masculine for example like those suits and I think they look amazing and with the support that Billy has uh it's another sort of same thing with Harry Styles, how, like, that sort of style becomes more accepted because of the support she has. Um, and with the pressure of the media and just reading stuff online, it's because of the media that the bar for expectations and appeasing others is so high. Because they say that you should dress modestly, oh no, you should wear this, you should wear that, but... When it tells you how to express yourself with what you wear or how you like want to wear your hair or if you do your makeup or something, um, <clears throat> that can sort of cause you to compress your feelings and keep them inside. And then you, then you turn into someone you're not. And that's not, that's not good. And I feel like something that, like a factor for younger people that sort of fuels that negative flame. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. It's the dress code system. And, oh no, shoulders, look out, a bra strap, a skirt that's two inches too short, the utter shame of it all. For the most part, I understand that the rule would be violated and there would be the lie of, oh, I didn't want them to look at me everywhere, when they obviously did want others to look at them so they could get away with wearing something that uh, was like maybe just a little too risky, but there's like another part of that where these rules make us and me as a woman, I have reciprocated this feeling with many of my friends when we've gotten really upset about something uh involving the dress code that just wasn't right uh we've agreed that it just makes us feel ashamed of our bodies when we walked out of the house feeling like we were on top of the world. Like, it was... It's just kind of frustrating, but I get why it's in place. But the other half of the story is, like, can guys or just people not stare, please, and just keep it to themselves? Because that would also be great. And something that needs to be preached to everyone is that... No one, no person is an object. They are to be treated with respect and seen as an equal. It does not what matter what they wear, what we wear. They are your equal. It does not matter what they look like. Everyone is beautiful in their own imperfectly perfect ways. If everyone didn't have any imperfections at all, everyone would be exactly the same. And exactly the same is insanely boring. 
it's like having the same old routine for however many years you're alive straight. And that's, like, it's so boring. No one wants that. So it's cool to have flaws, I guess. I shouldn't say I guess. It is great to have flaws because every single person has at least one. Okay, uh, now that I'm done ranting, it's time for this week's suggestions. Uh, so for music, I have the Nothing Happens album by Wallows. I found them a few years ago. I love all their stuff, and the whole album just, like, flows together. And I've listened to it for, like, a week straight afterwards, and I thought, wow, this just works, and I, hmm, I would love to go see them, but (laughs) their tour got canceled. That's fun. Uh, a second album I have is called Whale Music. It's by the Rio Statics. I've been listening to them since forever. It's a little out there. It's kind of weird. They're another Canadian band, really famous, kind of like, uh, in Canada, kind of like the same deal with Plast, blah, Plaskit, <laughs> like I mentioned last week. And I got to see them this past fall, uh, on Thanksgiving actually. Yeah, I spent Thanksgiving in Canada with. My dad, my stepmom, and my brother, and we got to go see them. They kind of noticed us, asked if we were a family, because we were, like, in the front row, and it was just, it was awesome. I had so much fun that night, and it would be really cool to see them again. Uh, The last album I have is The Wall by Pink Floyd. It is my absolute favorite album from them. Uh, I'm too cheap to buy the record, though, so I don't really have it, um... And, okay, so last winter, not this past winter, but the winter before that, uh, there was a week off of school because of how much snow we got, and I listened to that album on repeat while I was playing pool in my basement, like, during the entirety of that week. Um, and the book, or more so books this week... Um, the book I have is a Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. It is actually a series that I of five book five books that I highly recommend to anyone if you're like into uh um into fantasy, fantasy, sci fi, that sort of stuff, all by Ransom Riggs. And they're just fantastic. I love them. The movies I have this week, the first one is nineteen seventeen. It is a movie about trench warfare in World War One. It's not like a documentary. It's like a movie movie. It's about two hours-ish long, maybe two and a half. I don't know. Anyways, it is a really great movie. And I think that everyone should watch it at some point. So, like, you don't have to be stuck in a history class just hearing about it. And then it sounds boring because the movie actually makes it seem like it makes you realize how horrible it was sort of like Schindler's List I think everyone should watch that it's very both of them are very dark and but but because it's about stuff that act stuff that has actually happened in our world I think that it would be good for people to watch it uh the last movie I have is Back to the Future. It's a movie from the 80s. I recommend, like, you have to watch all three. You just have to. You can't just watch one. And if you're going to watch one, obviously watch the first one. Because if you watch two or three before you watch one, 
nothing will make any sense. So watch them in order, watch them all, just do it. You won't regret it, just do it. They're all great, fantastic movies. Um, And that's it for this week. So thank you for listening, and I hope you will listen again next week. Also, shout out to like the three listeners who listened in last week. So thank you. Signing off.